Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast with Dr. Karen Kambule, where we search the scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Download to this episode, share it with your friends and family. Stay blessed. Remember to make the Word of God your anchor. Thank you for tuning in to Wet Anchor Podcast. We are still on the series titled Be Healed. And today's topic says healing is a kingdom mandate. One of the notable things about Christianity is that those that follow the founder who is Jesus are expected to be like him. Believers are not just following Jesus. They also do what he did. Those that believe in Jesus are seen by their actions. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4 verse 13, when, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Here we see the disciples when they were arrested and they were to stand before the court and they had to answer questions and the people that were looking and questioning the disciples they looked at them and realized that they can only speak with such wisdom only if they were with Jesus they had their speech and they knew that it was not their own knowledge or wisdom they knew that their speech was just like that of Jesus Jesus had already been to that court he had already appeared before them when he was arrested and they knew how he speaks. Now, when the disciples were in Antioch, they were first called Christians. So those ones that were arrested, they were seen and they were associated with Jesus. Now, when the gospel spread and disciples went and they ended up in Antioch, it is said that they were first called Christians. So they were like Christ. They were given the name Christian. They were Christ-like. They were doing the things that Christ was doing. Jesus never centralized power in him only. He knew that for the movement to grow, he had to give birth after his own kind, praise the Lord. He came to establish a kingdom and the citizens were to be like their king. He is not the kind of selfish king that wants everybody else to worship him, that wants to have everything good and nothing for the citizens. But this is the kind of king that says, you can do what I do, praise the Lord. One of the amazing things about our faith is that Jesus Christ gave us who believe power to do what he did as God. It says in Acts chapter 8, Jesus Christ said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now, Jesus Christ did not just say, go and do the things that I did. He said, you will receive power. So I'm not just giving you a mandate. I'm giving you a mandate with authority and with power. It says also in John chapter 14, verse 12, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Praise Jesus. He's saying to us, you will do greater works only if you believe. You will do the works that I do only if you believe. So we only just have to believe so that we would do the things that Jesus Christ did and even greater works. 
whatever he did when he was on this earth, Jesus Christ said that they that believe will do what he did and greater works than this. Jesus was not a selfish leader that will not share their secret to success. He released power. He gave authority. He sent the Holy Spirit so that they that believe would be empowered to do miracles, signs, and wonders. What then is the issue about this episode? Well, we live in a time and a season where some believers believe only men of God have power to heal. Some of them would rather part with all their savings, take it to a man of God and pay for their healing disguised as a seed. They will tell you you must plant a seed for this and that, plant a seed for this and that. I've never seen a farmer that is told to go and plant a seed. A seed is planted by he who wants to see a harvest, not to be told to plant a seed so you can get something in return. Why would you plant a seed for healing, which was already provided for? It's already provided for. Why are you paying for it? If Jesus Christ has already been striped, paid the price for your healing, why are you paying the price again, child of God? It is one thing to give so that this gospel can be preached further, to give for missions, to go to the world, and to give in the house of the Lord so that the house of the Lord can be built. It is not foreign to give in the house of the Lord. Israel gave for the building of the tabernacle and the temple itself. However, that which has already been paid for and given unto us needs no payment. But why are people paying? Believers have been made to think that because they are not called to the fivefold ministries, then they don't have the ability or the anointing to pray for the sick, not even for themselves. People have elevated a man to the place of Christ. Some people, of course. The eyes of some of these people are focused on a man. Some will actually even put a picture of a man of God in their rooms for protection. Whereas Christ is sufficient, him alone is sufficient. While God said, do not fashion anything in my likeness, do not make an idol. Today, men idolize the men in the pulpit. Believers have become so lazy to travail, to pray, and to cast out devils because there is someone who has power to do that, and that person is in the pulpit. And I have no issue with the men in the pulpit. I have an issue with a believer who cannot believe that they have power within them if they have the Holy Spirit, to pray for themselves and to pray for others. When Jesus Christ said the words in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, he did not mean only the 11 apostles. In fact, they that were in the upper room were men and women, numbering about 120. Those that took the instruction to wait in Jerusalem received the power, the Holy Spirit, the apostles plus everyone else that was a disciple of Jesus, including the women. One of the things that they that operate in this power never tell you is how much they spent in prayer wrestling with God. The 120 remained in Jerusalem, whilst the other 380 believers went back home. You remember that there were 500 believers that should have been at least in the upper room, but only 120 remained. So there was a time that they set aside that we're going to sit in Jerusalem, we are going to sit in the upper room and wait for the power of the Holy Spirit. So if you are like those 380 people that went back home, you'll end up coming back to the 120, expecting them to pray for you all the time. Laziness to pray, impatience, refusal to wait in the upper room is an issue. It is what causes believers to not even think that they have power within them. 
Then you're amazed at those that come out of the upper room speaking heavenly things. You need to go to the upper room yourself. You need to go and stand before God in prayer. You need to get in touch with God. We need to communicate with God. You need the Holy Spirit to build you up so that you can be able to be useful for the kingdom out there. Back to the issue. Jesus established a kingdom on earth whose headquarters is in heaven. In this kingdom, he left the believers with power to do what he did. He started delegating this function whilst he was present with the disciples. In Luke chapter 9 verse 1 to 2 it says, Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Praise the Lord. So he started with the twelve, gave them power and authority to say, Go, heal the sick. Go, preach the good news but heal the sick as you go along. So in the end, the gospel is not just about salvation to go to heaven, but there is also the healing of the sick. In all the instructions that Jesus Christ was giving these people, he also included healing the sick. He says, go, preach the gospel. The kingdom of God is about power as well. It's not just of eating and drinking. Then these were the 12 apostles that saw Jesus Christ doing the miracles that he did. They went out and did the miracles themselves. At one point, some of them failed to cast out a devil and Jesus took an opportunity to teach them about prayer. And Jesus did not stop giving out instructions or this authority to the 12 apostles only. He also called out more 70 persons as recorded in the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 1. It says, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. So those that think miracles were just for the apostles, they must think again, because the 70 were not categorized as apostles, but they were sent, and that is an apostolic function, but they were not designated or appointed as apostles. But in the upper room, there were all kinds of people. The mandate for the kingdom is to go and preach the good news, heal the sick and raise the dead. It is your mandate and mine to heal the sick. The Bible says in Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 18, this is the message that Jesus Christ gave to the disciples before he went up to heaven. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it shall by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So you have an assignment. And it says here, you go and preach, but the signs will follow those that believe. So you go and preach, the signs will follow everyone that believes. Not just the disciples that are preaching, but those that believe. It says they will lay their hands on the sick and the sick will recover. So we have an assignment, children of God. We need to pray for the sick. Praise the Lord. The first thing that Apostle Peter and John did after the upper room Holy Spirit baptismal was to heal a man who was lame, who was placed daily at the gate called Beautiful. Acts chapter 3 verse 1 to 10. Peter extended his hand to him and offered him no silver or gold, but healing in the name of Jesus. This man was born lame. He was not sick. He was crippled from birth though. And that means his feet never knew how to walk. He never had strength to walk. But at the name of Jesus, this man arose and walked, jumping, leaping, and praising God. People need to leap out there. People are in need of the ways of life to come out of your mouth and mine. You may still say Peter and John 
were special because they were apostles. But there is a man named Philip in the Bible. He was not one of the twelve. He was appointed to wait on tables to distribute food to the widows and the orphans, as it is recorded in the book of Acts chapter 6 verse 1 to 7. But Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Now imagine a man that we would call today an usher or an administrator, a man whose job was to serve people by distributing food. But the Bible says as he was doing this job, he was appointed to a work that may seem to be just menial task in the church. But it says here, unclean spirit crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed. So this was a, a special kind of usher, the one that cast out demons. I can ask you today, the ushers that are in your church, can they cast out unclean spirits? Or is their job only to smile at people and point them to their chairs? There is more to be done by us believers. There is so much more to be done. They send you to go and give an old woman some food from the church. Go there and pray for that old woman. Do not leave the food and just go away and say, God bless you. Pray for them if they are sick. Philip was an usher that worked signs and wonders. People that were paralyzed and lame were healed by a man who had been appointed to wait on tables. So don't look down on yourself, child of God. Do not think that I'm not an apostle. I'm not a prophet. I'm not a pastor. I'm not an evangelist. Therefore, I cannot pray for the sick. Pray for them. Pray for them. Even if they don't rise up and walk, pray for them. You do not know the things that will be done through your prayers. It may be that this person would need the faith to be built up through your prayer. And then when somebody else comes and pray, they immediately receive their healing. It is therefore a mandate of the kingdom given to the citizens of the kingdom of God to heal the sick. Some homes have unbelieving family members. And when they get sick and there is a believer, that believer has to pray for those people to be healed. How else will they know the goodness of the Lord unless they see him working through their believing relative? At work, when someone is sick, be known to be the one that they can call to you so you can pray for them. I remember one time at the office, um, a lady got sick and I was called to come and pray for her. When I got in there, she was in a little bit of a bad shape. And when I got in there and listened to the people that were talking, I remember asking for them to call other believing ladies that I knew that they could pray also with me. We prayed for that lady until she was fine. And she said, I'm okay. They said, no, you must go to the hospital. She said, I'm fine. But everyone else that did not believe that she was fully healed said, no, you need to go to the hospital. She went to the hospital and the doctor said, there's nothing wrong with her. She must just go home and rest. And she went home and rest, was on leave for a few days and then came back to work. She was okay. So as a believer at work, they need to know that they can count on you to come and pray for them. One day they will take that Jesus. They will believe in that Jesus that heals people when you pray for them. You may be sick at home right now or in a hospital. Your pastor is not allowed to come and pray for you. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Do not die despondent thinking that God has left you simply because you are alone and you don't have anybody else to lay hands on you. Lay hands on yourself. Pray for yourself. You are a child of God. God knows your name. 
You are called by his name. He has surnamed you. So there is no way that God that calls you as his cannot hear your prayers when you call on him. God listens to the prayer of the righteous, not just the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the preachers and the teachers. The Bible says in James chapter 5 verse 16, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Who is the righteous man? It is you and me. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God in him. So we have become the righteousness of God in him, in Christ. We are righteous before our father. And this word says that one who is a righteous man, when they pray effectively and a fervent prayer, it will avail much. Try God, pray effectively, pray fervently, and the Lord will hear your prayers. So if you are that righteous man, you can pray a fervent prayer and it will avail much. People out there, they need healing. And the word of God says to us, go ye and preach the good news. Go ye and heal the sick. Go ye and lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. The more you pray for others, it is the more you build up your own faith. You cannot continuously repeat words on healing and your faith is not built up. You need to pray for the sick. You need to build up your faith in praying for the sick. Never underestimate yourself and God that is inside of you. Never elevate others to God's status. Look to them for inspiration, but get up, pray for yourself and for others. I remember sharing a story about my daughter who was sick when she was very little until she was around five years of age. And I shared in in one of my earlier episodes that when I was still a babe in Christ, I depended on others to pray for me. But that time of my sickly child, it was a time for me to learn to pray for myself. So the more we prayed with the brethren was the more my faith was built up. But at some point I had to let go. I had to stop calling them at midnight for them to pray for my child. I had to take up the time to pray for myself and for my children and for my sickly child. So you too today should rise up and pray for yourself for healing. It's amazing how much easy it is to pray for salvation and it becomes difficult to pray again through the same way prayer for healing. The, the, the faith that we have that we are saved and going to heaven when Christ comes to come and take up his church, we are going to be with the Lord because of our salvation. But we don't believe that when we pray for sickness, for, for, for us to be healed, Christ will listen to us. People will rather spend money, travel, just to go and meet a man of God. Yes, you can do that. But if you are going there simply because you don't think that God hears your prayers, then you need to go back and read the word. You need to go back and read the word some more. Because the word of God says, you go and heal the sick. You go and pray. You go and preach the good news. Those people that you admire so much, they have actually taken the instruction, go ye. And they've gone and they've started and they've prayed for people. Most of these people that we see today and we admire so much, if they tell you the stories where they started, you'll be amazed. Some of them started a church, there were only two people, the pastor and his wife. If they have children, it's the pastor and his wife and his children. No one else was there, but they started there. The next thing, there's 10 people. They start praying for the 10 people and people get healed and people come to church. But then the pastors and all the servants of God, 
We need to teach people that you should pray for yourself too. Because God is always ready to do a miracle. He only needs somebody to rise up in faith. He needs us to believe his word. And how can you believe the word of God if you don't read it? Because many people will want to be prayed for, but they don't even know a single scripture that talks about healing. I know that when I was a babe in Christ as well, I wanted somebody to pray for me, but I didn't want the person to read the word of God first. I would rather say, pray for me and pray for me now, then I go home. But I was not edified if somebody just lay hands on me and does not tell me what the word of God says concerning healing. One of the old servants of God that ministered healing said that he would not lay hands on somebody until they have sat down and listened to him preach on the issue of healing. Then he would pray for them. Because it's when you hear the word of God that your faith becomes built up. And when they pray for you, then you are able to receive your healing. Now, you can do the same thing at home. Read the word of God. Pray for yourself and be healed. And get up and pray for somebody else. So the kingdom of God should be full of people that pray for themselves and pray for each other. Because yes, sometimes you may be down and out and you have no word coming through. You go to somebody and they pray for you. It is all well. But if you are dependent on another human being because you think they have more power, then you are robbing yourself of discovering the power of God. Rather, let it be your prayer, child of God, that, Father, I want to know you. I want to be used of you. I want to see your power at work in my life. Start with everything that is moving in your house. And lay your hands upon them. Let your children know that you can pray for them. Let your children know that they can pray for themselves. Teach your children about healing. We need to know this word of God. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when you have read the word of God, you'll know and you'll be reminded by the Holy Spirit that he said, go ye, preach the good news, heal the sick, raise the dead. You have been given that power. Jesus is waiting up in heaven for us to do the greater works than these. For he has gone to be with the Father. It is our time to do the greater works, child of God. Believe me, it is our time to do the greater works than these, as Jesus Christ has spoken. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, we thank you, Father, for this your word. We thank you, Father God, for reminding us that healing is a kingdom mandate, that before you left this earth and went to heaven, you gave an instruction that everyone that believes, the signs will follow them. Father, we will trample on serpents and scorpions, and even if we drink anything daily, it shall by no means hurt us at all. We will lay our hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Father God, I pray for everyone listening to this podcast that each and every one of them will realize the power that is in them if they are believers. I pray for those that are not yet believers that they will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. It is a simple thing. Just believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Jesus Christ came in the flesh and died for our sins and rose again. And that is all that we need to believe. And Father, I pray that as each and every one believes in you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you will manifest your power through all of us, that each and every one of us, we will lay our hands on ourselves and be healed, lay our hands upon others and they be healed, that this kingdom mandate, Father, will abound every way, will have people praying for one another and people praying for themselves. I pray that you'll give each and every one of us confidence, Father, to pray for ourselves and our families, our friends and our neighbors, 
and everyone else because indeed this gospel must be preached. And Father, your kingdom is of power. I pray, Father God, that your power is made manifest through each and every one of us that believe in you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, indeed, Father God, let your kingdom come to each and every one and let it come with power in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. Please share with your family and friends. Remember to check out the show notes, connect with me on social media platforms, give feedback also, and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.